If you are looking for even more help and guidance on your breakup, I have a few different options for you to take your healing to the next level. I have four different online courses depending on what stage of the breakup that you're in from beginning all the way into moving on after heartbreak, or you can bundle all of my courses together and use the code podcast to get $25 off my course bundle. I also have my 30 day no contact challenge to help hold you accountable in going no contact with your ex. And we have our free Facebook group, Healing Hearts Club, where you can connect with other people going through breakups all over the world. To learn more about any of these resources, head to the show notes where you can learn more about my courses, take the quiz to figure out which course is best for you, or join the Facebook group. And don't forget to use the code PODCAST to get $25 off my course bundle. Welcome to the Heal Your Heartbreak podcast with your host, Breakup Bestie, aka me, Kendra. Breakups are hard, but you don't have to do it alone. Each week, I will be taking you through a different topic as it relates to breaking up, healing from heartbreak, growing in your single life, dating, and getting back into happier and healthier relationships. The goal of this show is to provide support, hope, tips, and to remind you that above all, this too shall pass. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another solo episode of the Heal Your Heartbreak podcast with me. Also, I laugh so hard because I'm noticing that I need to re-record my intro. I have my private Facebook group that I know a lot of you are part of, and one of the membership questions to get in is who hosts the Heal Your Heartbreak podcast. And a lot of people say Hendra with an H. Uh, And then I listened back to the intro and it it completely sounds like Hendra. So Heal Your Heartbreak podcast with me, Kendra with a K. So I will be re-recording that. But today is just me. We're talking all about how to feel your feelings. And it's one of those things that I have told you you know, dozens of times throughout this podcast to do and have never really gone into how to do it. I'm also not someone that's always been great at this. I probably would consider myself still to be not the best at this. It's still a hard thing for me. So I wanted to walk through how to start feeling your feelings because it really is so important when going through a breakup. I mean, there are so many facets to a breakup, but I think there's the part where you want to go out and have fun and distract yourself and remind you that there's life outside of your ex. But then there's also the part of acknowledging and accepting the feelings that came from getting really, really hurt. And they're both very much equally important. I think people can really miss the feeling, the feelings. And I will say like whenever... I'm talking to someone and they're feeling really frustrated based on the fact that it's been, you know, a year or more since the breakup happened and they still don't feel over it. Typically, I will turn to really diving into the feelings because I think that's typically what the missing piece is when it's taken that long to heal. So I'm just going to give you some tips today to start, you know, getting into those feels. And then the first thing to keep in mind, and I guess this is kind of a disclaimer, is there really is a balance between those two things that I talked about, distracting and feeling. And there's a balance there for a reason. It's not like if you just feel all your feelings in like the first couple weeks that you'll just get it over with. I, honestly, I don't think that's how it works. I think feelings are 
released when they're ready to come out. So what's important is that you just have an open channel for your feelings so that they can be felt and move through you when they're ready to come out. So it is really important to have that channel and then also to have like a regular practice of doing things that are fun and things that take your mind off the breakup. I tell people like if we were to feel all of our feelings all of the time, we would just turn into mush because I just don't think we're equipped to feel that intensely all the time. The biggest tip that I will say that will help you feel your feelings is you have to kind of get to know yourself in this way. And what I mean by that is like get to know what makes you feel emotional. And this can be a lot of different things for a lot of different people. It can involve music. It can involve like talking it out with friends or with your loved ones. Um, It can be certain movies or TV shows. It could be silence. Like silence could make you really emotional. Uh, It could be something like yoga. I've had some really, really emotional times um, in Final Shavasana in yoga where I've just moved for an hour and then I'm just laying there. There have been so many times that I've cried during that time. So there's really such a wide variety of things that will make you feel emotional. So it's important to start getting to know like what does bring out your feelings. Music for me is like the number one. Um, I have shared this before, but I'll, I'll notice if I'm not listening to a lot of music or if I find myself constantly choosing podcasts over music, it usually means that I'm trying to suppress some kind of emotion and I'm trying to detach from my feelings. So that's like something I've gotten to know about myself. So it's very valuable information that I know because I can say, all right, let's dig in a little bit. What am I not looking at? What am I not feeling? So for those of you that haven't already downloaded my playlist, I do have a cry playlist that I have on Spotify that has helped a lot. And honestly, I'm not going through a breakup, but I still use it when I need to get emotional. And this isn't to say like music's the only way I get emotional. I mean, when when I'm at that place where feelings have to come out, like it'll be a TikTok video about a dog that will send me you know, spiraling into my feelings. So just like gathering data essentially about you and everyone's different. No one's going to be the same in this. And then once you have that information, creating like a practice around that thing that makes you feel emotional. And I've actually done this with clients who have a hard time tapping into their feelings. They're really good at the do, do, do in terms of like taking action, but they're not great at the feels I will tell them like on your to-do list, I want you to put like, be sad for five minutes. And so I say you either sit quietly for five minutes, you put on um, Taylor Swift for five minutes, like whatever that looks like, create a practice around it. So for me, when I'm going through something like listening to music every morning when I make my coffee, that's like a really good place for me to do that. A journaling practice is a really good way to do that. Uh, Driving in the car is honestly like the best way for me to get into my thoughts and get into my feelings. I'm a lot less distracted. I feel very safe and protected in my car. I'm also not at home, so I'm not like in my day-to-day routine, which I think it can be really easy to grow numb to that. So driving in the car is great for me. Um, I'll talk about it a little bit later, but like meeting with a therapist, you know, my practice right now is every Wednesday at 4.30, I hop on Zoom with my therapist and I talk to her for 
45 minutes. And that's a great way for me to stay in check and make sure that nothing is getting suppressed or going unnoticed. And I, again, I have this channel to talk about my feelings. Journaling is obviously going to be a big one, but again, it's like, it's very easy. And I know this because I catch myself doing it all the time. It's really easy in journaling to get really objective and matter of fact, this happened and then this happened and then I did this and whatever that looks like. So I think even within the practice of journaling, it's so important to really check in and not just check in of what am I doing today? And, you know, sometimes like starting with what am I doing today can be the thing that opens you up and then you end up talking about how you're really feeling. But I would encourage you guys to go back to the episode about self-love and self-connection with Jack Gold because she talks about her practice, which is hand on heart. And I tend to do that before my journaling. I will touch base and I'll say, how am I feeling? And I try to actually like pick a word, you know, like when we were in elementary school and they showed us those worksheets with all the different faces on them and we had to pick our feelings. Like I literally try to do that because it is it's really important even just to say like I am mad, I am sad, I am happy. Um, It doesn't have to be like these deep philosophical kind of feelings it can be the same ones that we learned when we were five like that's how simple we should make this because the thing is with feelings and feeling them the more overcomplicated you make them the less likely you are to feel them so keep it really really simple this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. what would you do if you had unlimited time and energy As you're navigating your breakup, I know your energy can feel low and it can feel really difficult to complete everything you need to in a day. When you're emotionally exhausted, it's especially important to be really clear on what your priorities are and where your energy should be invested. Therapy has helped me in the past figuring out where I should be putting my energy, whether that's career, friendships, relationships, events, which in turn has helped lower my anxiety because I don't always have to feel stretched thin or behind. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash heartbreak today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash heartbreak. Are you looking for a guilt-free way to unwind? Between balancing your breakup, work, and just functioning in your day-to-day life, I know you are under a lot of stress. Breakups mess with your nervous system, cause obsessive thoughts, and make it so hard to just sit with yourself. This is why it's so important to have rituals that allow you to treat yourself in a healthy way. And this is why I love Recess Mood, a sparkling water infused with functional ingredients like stress-balancing adaptogens and mood-lifting magnesium. Life has been very full and stressful for me lately, and as someone who hasn't had alcohol in a 11 years, I need something that helps me relax and that can bring me a moment of peace. Lately, my favorite way to do that is sitting on the couch after I put my kids to bed and having either the strawberry rose or the lime recess mood. They not only make me feel good, but they also taste incredible too. So whether you're looking for a healthier alternative to alcohol or a way to make you feel more balanced, you deserve a healthier way to unwind. Head to takearecess.com slash heartbreak and get 15% off recess mood, your go-to alcohol replacement. The next thing is 
to practice being completely open and completely non-judgmental about the feelings that come up. There's no faster way to suppress a feeling than by judging it. You know, I'll give you an example. Like if you're sitting, listening to music for, you know, those five minutes and you find yourself starting to get choked up. If I say, Kendra, why are you crying? Like, you should be over this by now. There's no reason that you should be crying. It's just a Taylor Swift song. That's not the way to feel the feelings. That's like telling myself, Kendra, it's not okay to cry. And it's 100% okay to cry. So practice that. Whatever comes up, just be open to it. I literally don't care what it is. If you are sitting down and you're expecting sadness to come out and happiness or gratitude comes out, great. We love that. If we're sitting and we're trying to be grateful and we get sad or mad, great. We love sad and mad. Literally, we love any feeling that comes up because again if you're not letting them come up you're just letting them sit there as I don't know if you guys have seen oh my gosh I'm forgetting I'm forgetting the name but it's that Pixar movie Amy Poehler's in it and it's like all your little emotions are little characters just think about them like not being heard and not being seen and not being validated and they're just sitting in there being ignored and they get mad and they tend to get bigger and stronger as time goes on. So it is very important to practice non-judgment with our feelings and instead just get curious about them like, oh, wow, interesting. I'm feeling bad right now. I, I wonder... I wonder why why that is, or maybe I don't have to know why that is. That's interesting. I'm feeling mad. And then just letting it pass. The second thing that's pretty quick to stop like this free flow of being able to feel your feelings is this crazy rationalization that we can get into, which I am so guilty of. But this is something I work on a lot with my therapist, even just this week. It's like, I will start the session and say like, oh, I've been feeling really anxious lately. And I think it's because of X, Y, Z and da, 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 and this, this, this. And I think maybe it's because I, I wasn't getting enough sleep. And then Luke said something to me and it like set me off and I haven't been extra, you know, it's like, I'll go into this like full blown thesis paper on why I'm feeling anxious. That's not necessary. It's not necessary at all. I can feel anxious just because I wake up and I'm a human and that's okay. You can be sad for no reason. You can be mad for no reason. It's like, again, we're not judging our feelings. And the more we try to rationalize them and make our feelings fit into this box, um, I think the less freely they will flow out of us. So my therapist will literally stop me and say, okay, I'm going to stop you for a second. Let's go back to when you said how you were feeling. Let's sit in that for a little bit. And I think that's a great practice for us all to get into. If you're feeling sad and you go into either I shouldn't be feeling sad or you feel like you have to list off all the reasons for why you're sad, just go back to it and say, okay, we're sad. Let's sit in that for a little bit. It's like in order to have something feel welcome, think about a guest in your home, you have to set up like welcoming circumstances for them to freely pass through. Otherwise, they're not. And again, they're just going to get stuck. And then this kind of leads into like, what do you do? Because this is the thing. It's like you shouldn't just have to. Someone asked me the other day, it's like, am I just supposed to completely surrender to my feelings and do 
nothing about them. And no, that's not it at all. That's why you want to have those like go-to distractions that can help pull you out of it. And then there's also the part of making sure that you are nurturing yourself based on the feelings that come up. And one thing that has helped me with this a lot is I had this block for a really long time where if I was sick, like physically sick, I would have a really hard time giving myself time to rest or getting myself a break, canceling the plans that I had. And I had a mentor say, like, let's picture like a five or six year old Kendra and pretend that this five year old little girl came to you and said, I'm feeling really sick. What would you do? She said, would you make her go to school? Would you make her go to dance class? No, of course not. I would say, okay, we're going to stay home. I'll set you up in your bed with a movie and some chicken soup and a lot of water. And I'm just going to sit with you and nurture you today. That's, I think, how we should picture and relearn how to nurture ourselves. So if I'm feeling sad, I wouldn't tell a five-year-old to get over it or suck it up or stop crying, I would give her a really big hug and say, it's going to be okay. It's okay to feel sad. It's okay to feel scared and just give that love that's so needed. And it's really hard sometimes to figure out how to take care of ourselves. And so sometimes we do need to take ourselves out of the situation and picture a little version of us or picture how we would treat a friend in that scenario. So you don't just like allow yourself to feel the feelings and then just I wouldn't recommend just leaving yourself out to sea to drown in these really intense emotions it's I'm going to nurture myself and then I'm going to distract myself so I can feel okay and then the next time that comes up I'll do the same thing and it's almost like creating the whole goal of this is to create like a toolbox so for me I know if I get really pissed off at something I know what to do You know, I have this like little mad toolbox and I will write out why I'm feeling mad and I will get all of that anger out on a piece of paper. Sometimes I'll read it to another person if I need to. I will sit in that and I won't do anything brash for a certain amount of time. So it's all you're doing with this is like building your toolkit and creating that open channel for your feelings to feel welcome enough to come out because the more welcome they are, the faster they're going to move through you. And then a lot of this is going to be in baby steps. Like I said, set a timer to be sad for three minutes. Like allow yourself to tap into your feelings for a couple minutes or just do, you know, the practice that Jack talks about with putting your hand over your heart and just saying like, how do I feel? This doesn't have to become this person that's super well versed in all of your emotions and, you know, hires multiple therapists and all that stuff. Take this really slow, like dip your toe into the emotion pool. And remember, you can always go back to what you were doing. You can always go back to distracting yourself if you need to. And then the last thing I would say is I would really highly encourage, especially if you're someone that's struggling with this, is to hire some help, like hire a therapist, a coach, a counselor. That's how I learned how to be honest with my feelings is with an objective third third party because it's a very scary thing to explore on your own or it can be a really scary thing to navigate on your own. So there's nothing wrong with getting some help. 
with that. So I hope this episode gives you a little bit more of a clear picture of what it looks like when I say make sure you're feeling your feelings. Again, like all this comes down to small daily practices that you start implementing and these really small mindset shifts and these little tweaks and how you see things and how you operate. And that can make really the biggest difference in your breakup journey. I hope you enjoyed today's show. If you loved it, I hope you'll leave a review and share with your friends. If you're not already following me on Instagram, head to at your breakup bestie where I'm sharing new content almost every day. To join our Facebook group, Healing Hearts Club, where you can connect with thousands of people from all over the world going through breakups, head to the link in the show notes. And don't forget to check out my online courses for more in-depth help through your healing journey. I always end these episodes the same way, reminding you to be nice to yourself, stay connected with loved ones, and the biggest reminder is that this too shall pass. I promise.